Welcome to the Locker Room Podcast, presented by the University of Maryland Sports Business Society. Welcome to season four, episode four of the Locker Room Podcast. Today, I'm joined by a special guest, Michael Mirsky. Michael started the Next Network with his friend Josh Berman, and they now have grown to have over 50,000 followers across different social medias, and they're the most popular on TikTok. I'm excited to introduce you all to Michael. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you, Jimmy, for having me. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Um, So, you know, just to jump right into it, Kind of what gave you the idea to start the next network? Yeah, so we started during COVID. Uh, it was originally a nightly talk show uh, between me, Josh, whom I met a couple years before that. Josh and I both live in Baltimore and in Pikesville, Maryland. And so I met Josh through a mutual friend. And then we each kind of had our own things. He had a podcast. I had something on a streaming platform called Sportscaster, which doesn't exist anymore. Anyway, so we started our show on that, and we ended up doing that every day pretty much through COVID. Our first show that we recorded, uh, the three of us, it was me, Josh, a guy named Luke then, um, was on March 13th. It was that Friday night. Official name, the next, came March 16th. 2020 right when COVID started and then 17th and on we kept we were we went we went um and then twitch eventually we're doing as well luke left uh around mid 2020 around like july july august kind of time range and then it was just josh and i from there we started a tiktok channel and uh here we are yeah that's awesome, man. So it's clear that like you guys were very interested in sports. You kind of already had your own thing going on. So um, maybe you already had a little bit of experience, but what was it like starting a social media page? Um, what were some challenges and some lessons that you learned when uh, you were first starting up? Yeah, well, you know, originally you got to mix you know, your own kind of stuff with the, with what you're putting out there, if that makes sense. Now I know, I know that I got to word that a little differently, but uh, when we first started putting our stuff out on Instagram and then eventually TikTok, we had to obviously publish in our own personal pages. And then we had to like incorporate that all together. Now I have like a separate personal account on TikTok and Instagram. I don't post on the TikTok one. And then, um, and then, but then we have the next network on Instagram and the TikTok. So, uh, sorry, I just lost my train of thought. Yeah, no. Um, so starting the the page itself was that was a challenge. Also, we weren't very big, and also COVID. It was also a sports show during COVID, where there was no sports on. Yeah. You know, so like that was something. Eventually, I mean, we, we weren't big for 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 a while about a half a year we were getting views in the 50s and we considered an 100 view video very impressive um and it wasn't until late in that or about about around like the, and it wasn't until that nfl season where we kind of started already getting into the couple hundred views and a couple thousand views now i'm talking as we're getting tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of views but you know just this starting out and being being patient 
that's that's kind of what I learned from that. Yeah, and I think you mentioned an interesting thing that I didn't even think about with the starting a sports show when there was no sports going on. So what did you guys kind of do in that time to, you know, build your brand and be ready to go once sports did start back up again? Yeah. So throughout that time period that we were without sports, Josh and I and Luke also, and then Josh and I also continued that when Luke left, we had a lot of guests on our show that we got through in different ways. Um, Some notable ones, Bob Costas, Ian Eagle, um, Noah Eagle, Ian Sun, who's now the voice of the Big Ten on NBC. Uh, we got him on twice, and then they had his dad on. Um, we had guests like that. Um, a couple, a couple other ones that are in the you know uh, that you see on TV. But um, we had guests. We did like cool like games that we played. Like, where we build like big like super teams of like certain categories, and we post those online and see like what you did. We started going with like some trivia stuff and whatever, and then. Eventually, the NBA bubble started and the NHL bubble started, and then we shifted our focus more from the daily shows to going live to do, you know, play-by-play for these games. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I think, like, just running this this podcast, like, when we're reaching out to people, it, it can certainly be daunting. So uh, a lot of respect to you guys yeah. for, you know, putting yourselves out there and getting those guys on, um, especially just starting out. I, I know that that can be difficult, but obviously you guys killed it and it paid off. So. Um, that's really cool to hear. And I, I don't even think we're anywhere close to, to where we want to be. So uh, exactly. I appreciate you saying that at this, at this time. Yeah. Yeah. So going back, you know, you said you started this during COVID. Do you remember um, your first viral video and kind of what was that feeling like and how did it help you grow after that? Yeah. So the first videos that we considered viral were, 5,000 views. Josh got one video. He made like a trivia question, got 5,000 views. We went crazy over it. Uh, 5,000 views is not viral right now because we've gotten videos that have been 2 million views plus. I've had videos. Um, so that, so the really the first one, the first one to break 100K, that's the one I considered my first viral one. It was the season after the COVID bubble, second night of the year. Celtics, Bucks, Jason Tatum hit a hit a big three at the end of the game uh, with a couple seconds to go. So we posted that, got like a hundred thousand views. Our voices were super high pitched, screaming. You know, we weren't super experienced doing games together, so it made for a good, entertaining clip. wasn't too long, so it went viral. Omar from ESPN commented asking to use it. Uh, they did not end up using it, but like, that's kind of the first time we were taken back. Like, wow, we just, you know, we actually just got some people commenting. I mean, that was the first verified comment we ever had. Like that was a big deal for us then. And I mean, obviously since then we've had some, some bigger, bigger stuff. Like in a couple months later in February, we had a clip, Luka Doncic hit a, hit a big shot. I think it was also against the Celtics. Over House of Highlights posted that. And then a couple other platforms too. Like that, that was stuff like that that like made us that that kind of keeps you get to keep going. You can get recognized by by certain outlets and certain people. They inspire you to just keep going. I mean, you're not gonna quit now. And then uh some other ones, um 
NFL season two years ago. There was a Ravens Chargers game. Josh was there. I I skipped it. I gave my tickets to. The, I remember exactly why I wasn't there. But point is, I, I wasn't at that game. It was a Ravens home game, so I went live for it. Latavius Murray had a pretty casual 14 yard touchdown run. I got pretty excited. Posted it on a TikTok. That's one of those videos you don't try too hard. It got 1.2 million views. Or no, sorry, I got 2.5 million views. And then I reposted it at the end of the year again as one of those like year recaps, post your most viral video kind of, there was like a trend thing going on. And that got one and a half million views. And our channel again, from there to that point on really started taking off. Our prime is really the football season. That goes down to like even the draft. I don't know if you've heard the, the Kyle Pitts rap. Yeah. The So the Kyle Pitts rap, if, that was me and that the NFL posted that on their account. And that was like, oh. also, you know, the NFL posted yeah, Florida Gators posted it. I don't know. I don't think I've seen that one, but I, I got to see it. Cause that's impressive. I mean, like when you're getting shout outs from the NFL, I mean, right. That, that they actually, made it, man. right. They have taken down the video, but you can see if you search up Kyle Pitts rap on TikTok, you can see like the reposts from the NFL yeah. to prove that it's for sure. I, mean, I have the, yeah, but that's like, um, and no. actually, our account was taken down this past December. We have how many followers now? You said something like over 50,000. I haven't checked. Yeah, I think you have 46 on TikTok. And 46 it, on it, TikTok. We had, yeah, 46. We had 153,000. Okay. I was going to say, I thought, yeah. yeah, I thought that number was low, but that makes more sense now that y'all got taken Until down. Until the World um, Cup, we got taken down. This past World Cup in Qatar, we got taken down due to a copyright issue. We had 156,000 followers. We had to work our way back up now. That sucks. Yeah. But it's impressive that, you know, I feel like a lot of accounts just die. Um, so the fact that y'all have been able to, you know, work back, maybe you're not at the same place you were, but, you know, to work back up, it, it's it's admirable because um, I know that can be a blow. Um especially, but just like, just like you were saying, like with people recognizing you, I know we had an interview with a guy named, uh, last name Raskin. He runs Rubicon talent up in New York agency for, you know, George Kittle, TJ Hawkinson, um, Justin Fields, guys like that. And, um, the guy who used to run this actually got hired up there, but George Kittle commented on one of our posts and y'all have had a lot more success than we have. I mean, um, but, you know, to see that, it was just like, it was yeah. just cool because even though like we knew that there was a connection there, it was just like, um, man, so that started this whole thing that we call the locker room podcast effect. So last year we had Dante Trader on and then he ended up um, getting like this big post on Maryland's sports page. And um, we had the D.C. Defenders coach on and then they were like the best team in XFL football for like the whole year. So now we got this whole joke about the LRP effect. So um Hopefully we can send a little bit your guys' way and you can get back up to that 150K, but uh, no promises. Yeah, that that's cool. I mean, that stuff, stuff like that is what is why I, I have confidence in you doing this down the line. I'm assuming yeah. this is what you want to do in some capacity, sports media, sports business, something like that, right? Yeah, so, I, it's definitely where I started. So, you know, to be able – and right. um. I don't know. I know you're still in high school, but like if you're ever looking at Maryland, they just started up a sports management program. Um, SBS has been killing it. We just had like our biggest meeting ever this week. Um, so yeah, man, it's, it's a good place to be if you want to be in the sports world for sure. Yeah. I got family there and I, yeah. uh, 
yeah i that's yeah, definitely somewhere i'm uh i'm looking at yeah man uh you'd be a great addition to the to the school but definitely you know um all right so you know you guys do a lot of game broadcasting i was looking at your instagram earlier today and there there's a clearly a lot of information that goes into all these games. I mean, you were just talking about how NFL is your big thing, but you guys do everything from hockey to basketball yeah. to world cup soccer. So obviously there's a lot of information you got to know kind of what goes into preparing for those broadcasts and every episode that you guys are doing. Well, I'm glad you asked. And it's actually a perfect time you asked because I am organizing my desk and I, I have one of my big charts out from, is this going to be a video thing or is this audio? Uh, I mean, it's usually audio, but we have video clips too. So okay, so this is one of my big charts. This is this is like, for example, at the time we're recording this, this game was the last game I called Eagles Chiefs Monday Night Football with Josh, and this is what my chart looked like. This was it has if has Eagles as Chiefs offense on top of that Eagles defense. You flip it over, it's the Eagles offense on top of that the Chiefs defense. So for some of the big games, like the Super Bowl and playoffs and college football games, I have charts that look like this, which this is a 11 by 17 tabloid sheet of paper. And this is, for example, Penn State, Michigan. This is Penn State. That's Penn State offense, defense on the other side, Michigan and, and Michigan. So the comparison between what I usually do, these have to go to print at FedEx. These I can print at home just, just to so you could tell there's there's a pretty significant difference here i actually work for the company that makes these charts for the professional broadcasters so like the big one like chris fowler kirk herbstreet you know rich eisen when he does the games on nfl network they all use this so the way i have my charts set up and it's different for each each broadcaster is i'm gonna try to i'm gonna try to show you this the best way so you can see so i know i keep moving it around but you have i have my quarterback right next to him the running back receivers going down this way tight ends on the left of the line, long snapper, uh, punter, kicker, and then the offensive line. Defense, defensive tackle, linebackers, secondary, returners, and the stats are up here. And you get all kinds of stats, like uh, comparison stats, yards, total yards, rushing, scoring, defense, where they rank in the country, where they rank in the conference. And it's, it's really like, for example, I have J.J. McCarthy. I have his height and weight. His class, his hometown, his high school, his last school if they're a transfer, which often I'll highlight. I didn't have time to go through the highlighting and underlining for this game. But um, these notes are done for me because I work for the company that makes them. So I get these charts for free. I can make these charts. Um, but the actual broadcasters, a lot of the companies pay for it. And they cost a good amount of money. I mean, this it takes a good amount of time to produce. I make them you know how i like it so it's a little different for me but but a lot a lot a lot of information is in these charts again go back to like the eagles one you know you have everything all kind of bunched up and the point is you have to read it you have your um do you have to read the jersey number right next to the name i put a lot of i know a lot of broadcasters there's like different charts out there a lot of broadcasters like to have first name smaller, last name huge, just so they could see it. I've always liked first name and last name same size, but last name a little like bolded or all caps is what I have for the football charts, last name all caps. Um, so you can just kind of tell. But uh, but there's there's a ton of different charts, different ways. Um, but that is kind of the preparation that goes into the broadcasts that I do. Uh, different games, I have more time to prepare than others. Obviously, um, 
I'm in high school and I have homework and stuff, which is why having uh, some of these charts already done um, helps a lot. Yeah, man. Uh, and, that, and that's really impressive. I mean, I've I've never seen a, a chart like that. I I I, I grew up. Um, I, I was very real with myself. I knew from about third grade that I was not going to make it in the professional athletics world. So um, right. I remember dressing up as a sports broadcaster for like years um, when I was in elementary school. So um, never really materialized, but you know, to see the stuff that goes into it, it's really cool. And I mean, it's awesome um, that, that you're able to get all that. I mean, how many episodes are you guys normally doing in a week? Well, at this point, it's really not really like a sh show that we do. Josh yeah, yeah, has like a game. show now, but the games, I mean, it depends. Depends on the week, depends on the sport. Um, we usually do like an NFL game or two a week, for example. Um, well, let's see. The next, the week, Thursday the 30th, uh, we'll have the Thursday night game. And then Saturday, so this this coming Saturday from when this episode is being released would be the championship weekend and then the sunday after that uh we went to a bye so i guess there's a sunday night game and then the, uh, i don't know if we're gonna do the sunday game but then the next or we do a kickoff show sunday morning where we preview all the games and then monday we do the monday night football game uh not every week but the, this case is number fourth is jacksonville and cincinnati so we're probably gonna do that one but uh but no but that's awesome yeah, so it's like three to two in between two to four, I'd say. Yeah, no, that's impressive, man. I especially juggling high school and whatnot, being able to keep it up with all of it. Um, you know, it's impressive. Y'all are y'all are killing it. Um, but yeah, so um, kind of you guys have, as you mentioned, you know, you started in COVID, you got the success, and that's kind of you know what's encouraged you to keep going. Um, obviously the hard work has been recognized. Um, so with this success, kind of how has that influenced what you want to do in the future? How has it influenced, you know, um, college and, you know, after college and that kind of thing? Yeah, uh, absolutely. It's obviously influenced it a ton. I mean, I, within sports media, there's a lot of places you can work. Obviously, if you want to do in front of the camera, there's hundreds of different ways to do it. If you want to be behind the camera, there's even more ways to do it, producing, directing, editing, everything, anything you want to do. I kind of want to do a on camera or behind the mic thing. If it's like a radio, I've always wanted to do play by play um, on our broadcast, because obviously we can't show the game because of the copyright reasons. Um, we do like a radio style and it's on a bit of a delay. Uh, and then we post that up on TikTok. So that's kind of what I want to do. Um, and this kind of has given me an opportunity to, to practice it while not at the stadium. Now, recently, two games, the last two games, at the time of recording this, uh, the last two Ravens games um, in Baltimore against Cleveland and Cincinnati on Sunday and Thursday night, I actually got to go inside the booth, inside the press box for those games. I was in the Ravens booth for the Sunday game, uh, helping out the voice of the Ravens, Jerry Sandusky, not the former coach, different Jerry, Jerry with a G. And, um, and I was spotting for him. So I was a spotter. I was pointing out like the player I was filling in for his usual guy. And then a couple of days after that for Thursday night football, I was, um, helping out Westwood one radio. And I got to see firsthand what those professional broadcasts look like and stuff like that. You know, I don't get to do that without, without the next network, you know, I actually have a platform to, to, 
to cite and to actually, you know, introduce myself and actually to show people that I have a passion to, to do that. And that's kind of how I'd say how the next network has influenced me. Yeah. You know, I think we do a lot of interviews with people who are, you know, late in their careers have done a whole lot of things. And I think the one thing that they always talk about doing is, um, you know, especially in sports, it's an industry where there's a lot of competition going out of your way and like showing that this is something you want to do and proving that you have the capacity to do it. I mean, I think you guys have obviously proven that over and over again, and it, it's showing with these connections and these opportunities. So, um, you know, I think that's, in, that's inspiring. And mo most importantly, I think that, um, you set yourself up on a very good track to continue onward. I mean, um, opportunities like that. I don't know too many people who've been able to do things like that. So that's really cool. Um, moving off of that as well. Um, I think I saw that you guys also do some high school games or like, um, some local stuff as well in the press box. So we didn't, we, we were Josh and I, my school, the school that I go to Josh and I call like, there's like a basketball tournament that they do that we like okay. have the stuff over. We don't, we call the games for, but that's kind of like a small thing. We, it's, we, most of our stuff though is focused on like the professional sport. Yeah. Um, that I was just, I just thought that was cool because, um, I knew the person who called our high school football games personally. And so it was like, it was cool. Which to, high school did you, I got, I from went to Park. yeah, I went to Severna Park in, uh, Anne Arundel County. So, yeah. um, um, but yeah, I think, you know, even like you said, that's small, that's small for you guys now, but even just that experience is pretty cool as well. Yeah. My, so. my school, I go to a, I go to a Jewish private school in, in Pikesville. So we don't have a football team or anything, but you know, the basketball, any really any broadcast that gets done for basketball, which there's really not yeah. much of, but if there is kind of, I'm, I'm. Yeah. I'm and that, and that's that cool. Like, I feel like that's that cool. Like, um, you're really in the action there. Cause like, even as you said, like, yeah. um, with all the copyright of like professional sports, being able to just like be at the, at the game and calling it, um, is something that I think is pretty cool as well. So, right. So that's something that we don't get to do. Yeah, exactly. We, um, I'm here when I call the games. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for the for the basket for the high school no, games. No, 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 not for that. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, not, yeah. Not I'm. I was saying for yeah. the for the professional games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, I was those saying, games. Like, you're using school, those. Yeah. yeah, you're using those same skills, but you're able to like actually be there. Um, yeah. Which again, it's like small totally scale, different. but. Um. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you guys have obviously found um a lot of success here, and I, you know, I got a lot of faith that you guys are going to continue to grow. Um. Props to you guys, because um, when I was first seeing if this was an uh, episode that uh, we should do, I reached out to the rest of the team and I was like, do you guys know who this is? And I wasn't sure if everyone would, because a lot of the kids that I work with um, at Maryland are from New Jersey, Massachusetts, um, you know, not from Maryland, but they all knew who you guys were. So um, that was really cool to see. Um, it's not just, a, you know, a Baltimore and a local thing. You guys have, you know, managed yeah. to have a bigger that, footprint than that so that's um, in my opinion the coolest part about that as i mentioned I'm at, I'm at like a lot of the school basketball games so like people people from other schools coming out to me that's like yeah you know that's a cool thing people like at the stadium at the ravens games or anything recognizing like that's that's always yeah. the fun part yeah so 
you know, with that success and with the experience that you have now, um, what advice do you give to people who are trying to get involved with something similar, you know, start a social media page and get a big following? Like what, what pieces of advice do you have? So obviously I'm just starting out in my career and I have a long ways to go, but I have made a good amount of connections and I've talked to a lot of people and they say similar stuff. And this, I, I, in my opinion too, I think the key to, to doing all this is actually wanting to do it. Passion, I think is the, is the one piece of advice that I'd give to somebody who wants to, who wants to be in sports media in any capacity. You actually have to want to do it. Like it shouldn't be a second option. So many broadcasters always say the same thing you said a couple minutes ago. They knew from a very young age they weren't going to be pro athletes. They wanted to do the next best thing there. You want to have fun doing it. You don't want to look at it as a job, as somewhere you need to be to make money. Because starting out, you're not going to make much money. I'm not making a lot of money at all right now. I mean, obviously, I'm still in high school, so I I, I, I don't need to be making too much money. Um, but like realistically – you know, it's not, you have to have passion. You actually have to have a goal and you have to keep working at it to eventually get there. Uh, and I feel like that's, that's something very important to keep in the, in the back of anybody's mind as they, as they start their journey. Yeah, that's great. I, I think, you know, one thing that we talk about a lot is just your, everyone wants to be in sports, right? Everyone, a lot of people grow up playing sports. A lot of people grow up watching sports, whatever it is, there's hundred different ways to be involved with the industry. So if it's something you want to do, you know, understand that um, you're up against a lot of competition. And if your heart's not really in it, then it's not something that you should follow. Um, But I just think that there's so much room to get involved there's so much so many ways to make unique connections through sports that you're not finding in a lot of other industries all the time so you know i 100 percent agree if it's something you truly love um then run with it i mean i can't tell you how many times like me and my friends sit around for hours on end talking about fantasy football so like we always joked about starting a fantasy yeah. page and releasing rankings and whatnot and that that's I feel like you Why hit not? the nail on the head with yeah. finding, you know, if it's something you really like, you're not looking at it as work. You know, when you first said you're recording or not recording, but you're doing four broadcasts a week and you got these crazy sheets. I was like, dang, like that's a lot of work. Like, I don't know how you got the time for it, but you just said, you know, that's that's fun for you. It's not it's not work. And I think that's something that allows you to be as successful as you've been. I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, you, you guys, you guys too, obviously you're, you have a lot to balance as well. You've taken over this show yeah. and you still, you, what year are you in, in college? I'm a sophomore. Right. So like, that's, you know, uh, and the fact that you're even doing this right now, I have full confidence that you're going to be able to accomplish yeah. what it is you're trying to do eventually. Yeah. All right, man. Well, you know, I don't have too many other questions for you. I think this was great. We got a lot of good information. So I just want to give you a huge shout out for taking the time to come on the podcast today. Uh, we really appreciate you sitting down with us and, um, you know, hearing your story and the information that you guys got uh, that, that you've experienced has been awesome. So, um, you know, we wish you the best of luck in the the rest of your young career. We hope um, Thank you. Maryland can be, a, can be a resource to you. You, you know, all of us, uh, out there who are hoping to break into the sports world too. So always feel like you can reach out. Um, Thank you, Jimmy. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Yeah. So 
to all our listeners, uh, follow on Instagram at SBS underscore UMD to stay up to date on all the latest locker room podcasts and news. Thank you guys and have a good night.